Hi, I'm Steve Hayes, and welcome to This Is My Story. I love stories, and what I find most compelling about them is when I can talk to other people about what's gone on in their lives, and when you hear everything that has come together to make them who they are, it's really powerful. So please listen along with This Is My Story. All right, hey everybody. Welcome to another rousing episode of This Is My Story with Steve Hayes. And today we are joined by Jake Moore. In front of the camera. Yes. All right. Jake is typically the guy who produces all of this and uh, checks the sound levels and gets the camera going and all that good stuff. But you guys know Jake as our worship leader, worship pastor. Mm -hmm. Get it right. Yep. He is ordained and licensed. Mm -hmm. He can do your wedding if you'd like. First multi. Yeah, or your funeral. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, Jake and I just thought we would talk a little bit of, I guess what they would call like inside or base inside baseball, you know, like mm-hmm. pull the curtain back, talk about some things that we've enjoyed about doing uh, this podcast and all that good stuff. So where do you want to begin, man? Let's talk about um, some of the stuff that has kept us busy during the COVID. Like just distraction type stuff mm-hmm. to keep you from going insane while you're yep. locked in your house or mm-hmm. okay um <laughs> well for me i have probably been i started off doing really good i started off walking a lot around mm-hmm. we have a park behind our house and so i started off walking and made that a big priority and then at some point i just kind of like stopped doing it and then I went like way the other direction where I really like our bed and I just (laughs) wanted to lay in it all the time (laughs) I guess maybe I got a little melancholy in the middle of this deal yeah you know Uh um I can relate to that yeah and I just started like I would come home from the office and just climb in bed (laughs) At like five thirty six in the evening, just chill. I don't know what the kids Watch were TV, doing. Read. Yeah, I mean the kids are on their own. And that's the nice thing about having kids that aren't too young, right? You know, you're not worried about them killing themselves. Yeah, my kids are are older now. My youngest is twelve, mm-hmm. and so they can kind of fend for themselves. They're not so dependent on mom and dad for every little right. need. Um, and the, a lot of times they would just come in there with me, weaning up, talking or watching yeah. TV or something. But I mean, I would be ready for bed, <laughs> which has never been like me. I'm always the guy who stays up till two in the morning, you know, because mm-hmm. I can't get my brain to quit working. But mm-hmm. I don't know something with COVID. So I started off with a bang and then just backslid. Yeah, but it it was like that, though. Everything was like that. Mm-hmm. Started out high energy, like, let's take this on. Let's make this happen. And then, like, 
as it just drug on. It was harder and harder to be motivated about anything. Remember how excited we were? Like, we yeah. s- we took the challenge. Remember that first Dude. video we made? Yes. Oh, it was one of the best things we ever did. Yeah, the one with, uh, with the, the Good Samaritan yes. deal? Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I remember as I was making it, I was like, we are setting the bar way too high because we're not going to be able to do this again next week. We haven't done next one week. since. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was so good, though. But we were so excited about, hey, this is a new possibility. This is a new mm-hmm. avenue of getting church in a mm-hmm. different format. And within like two weeks, <laughs> you and I were just like, I'm so done with this. This sucks. I hate doing church this way. Yep. yep. And uh, it's a true story. It's so much better now to have people in the building and um, and to kind of see oh, yeah. the light at the end of the tunnel. What about yes. you? What what have you done to kind of keep yourself going? Well, during COVID, I don't know that I had any like I probably needed to have some sort of hobby or something. I, well, I painted my car last summer, so that was good. Oh yeah. But here recently, it might it, it honestly it's probably correlating with everything opening up, but. I cannot stop working out. I work out nearly every day after the kids go to bed. Really? I just do, yeah, I just in my house, I do push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, and I have some dumbbells, and I, I look up these YouTube workouts, and like, I, I, I'm addicted. I can't get enough of it. No, I've been talking to Daniel Shook too much, too. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he Is Daniel me, a workout? Yes, dude. Lord. Like, I probably shouldn't say too much. I don't want to get him in trouble with his job, but... That guy just he he works out in the morning before he does any work, and then after like at lunchtime he works out, and then I think a lot of times he takes Ashley up there after she gets done with work. Really? That dude, yes. I'm telling you, he's a machine. I had no idea Shook was so yes, like ripped. He he loves it. That's so awesome. he's he's making me buy all these protein shakes and. <laughs> He's making yeah. you. Now we're t- yeah, <laughs> we're talking about all this nutrition stuff. He, he, it's out of control. I don't know how to feel about this. Because I, uh, I am so lazy these days that I don't, I don't know. Well, I kind of don't like you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't. Did you remember last night when I was, uh, uh, like, flailing on the floor in front of you and Damien? Yes. There was, was some kind of, like, some some weird kung fu push up that Shook was trying to get me to do that Damn. I couldn't do. It was like my hands like above my head, like laying on the ground, hands above your head, one on top of the other. And you're supposed to be able to do a push up from there. How on the Shook world said, does that Shook work? said, I, I have I not seen it I happen. Even know. But I could not do it. Well, but okay. Anyways, I will someday, maybe. Dude, you're like, so you're working out so hard, you're learning to levitate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yes. Well, that's exciting. I mean, that's a positive thing to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I you feel, feel better. I f- yeah. I feel like physically feel really good. That's awesome. Which is nice because I haven't for a while. Well, so. last night, I want you to know, I got out of bed <laughs> and I walked to the pantry and grabbed a bag of chips and walked back to the bed. And I was exhausted. <laughs> That's my workout. <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. So, um, 
Mm-hmm. Man, we've been doing this thing for a little while now. We've got like two seasons. And basically, for those of you who listen to this, what constitutes a season of our podcast is when we kind of run out of people to talk to and we have to regroup. <laughs> right, right. And so then we'll take a little break uh-huh. and regroup and record some more. Uh-huh. And then, you know, we'll kind of come to the end of that and then we'll regroup and record some more. So we're about to start the third season. Mm-hmm. Usually a season is, it consists of about eight episodes, roughly seven, eight Something episodes. Something like that, yep. And um, people have been so great to let us do this. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people come in here nervous. Almost all of them. Um, Some people that I would never expect to be nervous yes. are just beside themselves about it. There are still people out there who we've asked to do this who are avoiding us mm-hmm. because they're just nervous. I guess it's just Lauren the Venables. Yeah, that's right. We're talking to you, Lauren. <laughs> um, it's just nerve-wracking to get in front of a microphone. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the other things that makes it hard for people, and this is probably my fault, but I am staunchly against scripting yeah. this thing. I don't but want I to think, script it. I think you're right to do that, though, <clears throat> because it's not. So when, when people get here and they, they sit down in the hot seat with all the lights on them, mm-hmm. f- the first thing Steve does is he starts talking to them about, like, the opener. And he kind of, you know, he kind of walks him through some of the themes that he's going to ask him about. But oftentimes I wish that I would be recording like immediately when they sit down because when y'all start talking at first, it's, you can tell it's just authentic and it's not forced or anything. Mm -hmm. And then oftentimes they'll have the kind of a very similar conversation about what, you know, whatever it is, the, the little, the little segue to get started talking and it's, ne- it's never as good the second time right. you all talk about it. So you, c- you can't script it. you got to just sit down and start yeah. talking. Maybe that's what we should do is just record and not even tell them we're recording. <laughs> yeah, and then just say, yeah. by the way, we've been recording this whole time. We're going to use this. It's a so, good strategy. You know, were you nervous before? Well, then don't be nervous now. <laughs> but it is nerve-wracking being vulnerable, mm-hmm. <clears throat> even though there, I always like to joke that there's only – maybe three people who listen to this. <laughs> um, we know there's more. We actually had our 1,000th download. Yep. So y'all keep uh, listening and keep liking and keep... Uh, we could use a few more reviews. So if you go on there and yep. give us a review, that would be really good. Um, but yeah, share it with your friends. Yeah, and share it. If you like it, somebody else mm-hmm. might like it. Um, and there's... So we start out, and I kind of walk them through, hey, here's kind of where we're going to go. Sometimes we end up going that way, and sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what I often look for is just a theme of, like, if you're talking about something and you, and and there's a theme that emerges, then chances are I'm going to stop down and ask you about that theme. Mm-hmm. Or if there's a crisis moment that you just kind of want to glaze over, I'm like, uh 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 <laughs> let's stop right there and, and pull those, that out. You've gotten really good at that, too, as we've gone on. I've oh. noticed, like, the, the follow-up questions are, are I, I don't know, I don't know how you even come up with them because I... I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> you'll ask somebody, and, and I'll be like, man, I didn't even want to know the answer to that, but now I do. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the perfect question. That's like so much of what I do. Yeah. I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> just wing it. It just goes. <laughs> so, um, 
few episodes that really stick out to me. Um, I think Breezy and Brittany Elder stick out to me because they were they're they're still to this day the only married couple who came in and did this together. Right. And I mean, they talked about something that most people probably deal with, but don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, most men deal with some form of, um, you know, sexual deviancy. Honestly, mm-hmm. men are, you know, we're we're wired for sex, and we, yeah. and we, in this culture, there aren't a lot of good places for that desire to go. Mm-hmm. And with everything being so accessible through the internet, through our phones, men just have a tendency to um, wander into those areas and not really wander into them, but seek them out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so to hear a couple that's been affected by pornography um, and how they work through that and how they've stuck with each other through that, man, that was you just don't hear people talk that openly about that subject very often. Right. So that sticks out to me. Um, what about you? Which one's kind of jumped off the page? Well, um, I, I think my favorite, my favorite moment of any of that, any of these that we've done is Michael Landers when he was, mm-hmm. when he was describing the time that he got offered the job to be the basketball coach at Navarro. And he was like, had to pull over on the side of the road because he was just weeping and he would because it was just I, I guess relate so much to him like just feeling stuck and like I was doing something that I, I like I was made for more and just feeling stuck and like the way that he described how God just kind of reached down into that moment and and gave him this gift that he had been waiting for for so long and, and the relief it was it was a cool moment. It was cool. I, I really enjoyed that. It was cool, and it was cool for for who Michael Landers mm-hmm. is. He's mm-hmm. a guy with a with a a very high position mm-hmm. in leadership at Navarro College, and he's a guy who's been a coach all these years. And he's not the kind of guy who is going to sit across from you and get emotional, right? And so the fact that that came out, he wasn't planning that. We didn't script that. The fact that just came out in that moment was like I mean, it was a it was a sobering moment for all of us. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like I I sat up in my chair and really yeah. took that in because yeah. even Michael Landers <clears throat> struggled with significance and even a guy without feelings sometimes <laughs> has feelings. Just kidding, Landers. Love you, Landers. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's just been some really good ones. I love talking to uh, Kamar and Roy Sanders. Um, I love that. that first was, of all, what's that? Well, when Roy started the podcast, bro, with uh, with nine eleven, yeah, he he signed he enlisted in the Air Force, and it was like a week later, nine yeah. eleven happened. Yeah, I remember being over on my on my computer, like still kind of messing with the levels and stuff. And I was like, what, what did he just say? Yeah. Turned around, snapped my head around. Yeah. That was, that was a cool story. That was a cool story. And I think, I, you know, part of what I've enjoyed about this is the diversity, you know, men, women, blacks, whites, you mm-hmm. name it, you know, like, Hey, 
just getting to talk to a really good cross-section of people in our community has been good. Mm-hmm. And I think my favorite thing about this is we we haven't had any big personalities, like famous people. We've right. had big personalities. Yeah. We haven't had <laughs> yes, we have. well-known <laughs> famous people on this deal. We've uh-huh. had people who are just, you know, everyday people. Man on who, the street. Yeah, who are people we know. And I like it that way to a degree because yes. their stories to me are much more compelling than hearing somebody who's living in some Hollywood mansion. Or, mm-hmm. Well, we don't have any know. famous people listening to this. Right. So it's it, more relatable that way. Well, it just goes to show you that everybody's life is compelling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other part of it. What it, It's made me think what makes... Your, what makes your story important? What makes it worth listening to? Mm-hmm. And what I have found is that um, a crisis. Yeah. All everybody we talk to yep. has had some failure mm-hmm. or crisis or loss. Yep. But. No matter uh, if you're going to summarize it in one word, pain. Mm-hmm. And when you hear about somebody going through a pain, and then you hear about how their connection to God, their connection to Jesus, has not only led them maybe to the other side of that pain, but has brought healing yep. in a way that nothing else could. Man, it, it's so redemptive. It's mm-hmm. really beautiful. Well, it gives life meaning, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're right. Like, you don't have to wait very long for some sort of tragedy to happen, either of our own making, right. or some malevolence from somebody else, right? Or just nature trying to kill us. Yeah. And so, <laughs> if that was all there is, then life would be miserable. And so to hear somebody confront something like that with you know with God at their side and guiding them through it yeah then all of a sudden you're like okay well life can be good too and it's worth slogging through mm-hmm. whatever whatever tragedy I'm in yep because I can get to the other side and I can find meaning in this yeah and it makes it makes God real mhm um in a way that nothing else can. Like, mm-hmm. we could do some apologetics podcast right. where <clears throat> every time we get in here, we could give some other, some little factoid or whatever about, you know, this is why God's real logically. Yeah. yeah. Here's some, here's some more evidence and empiricism. Huge textbooks out. Yes. Cranial. Yeah. But instead, we, we talk to real everyday people. And they tell us something that's absolutely riveting mm-hmm. about their life. Mm-hmm. And when you when you finish hearing what they have to say, you come away on like your faith is built up because you go, yeah, wow, um, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've had a moment like that. I can relate to that pain. Yep. Um, I, I I have a sense of that, and um, maybe God can touch me in the same way he did them. Yep. That's the power of stories, right? Yeah. People have been telling stories for 
thousands of years. Yep. And yep. go. That's that's why we go watch Braveheart. You know, yep. we don't watch Braveheart because he was getting disemboweled on the table and he <laughs> and he died. You know, mm-hmm. we watch it because while he was dying, he yelled freedom, and then the Scottish people, you know, used that as a rallying, and they they were free. Yeah. And then, like, that's a compelling story. Yeah, and we and we watch it because his, his dad and his brother died in the beginning when he was just mm-hmm. a little kid, and and his uncle Argyle took him yeah. and, and showed him the world, and all of that adds up. Yep. to make him the guy who can yell freedom. Right. You know, and I—that's what we've seen with people who come in here. You know, mm-hmm. all of all of Michael Lander's stuff. You know, adds up makes him who he is and enables him to yell freedom and it's and it's Jesus yeah at the center of it all mm-hmm. you know it's beautiful so beautiful. it's been a it's been beautiful. a cool deal it's been a cool deal I'm so thankful that we decided to do it and we would have never done it without covid mm-hmm. you know because we were brainstorming about what kind what can we do in this time to reach out to people to get stories out there to encourage people's hearts and it's just a unique way of doing it who knows how many people are actually listening and watching but i hope if you are that this has brought some joy to your life and, and brought some reality of the existence of god and of the ever-present help in yeah. your time of yes. trouble that yes. jesus is so i hope that has been your experience yep well so we want to tell them we got a cu- we have a couple recorded you want to tell them who yeah. we have lined up yeah so we're we're starting back soon we have uh Stuart smith who is one of Stuart. my yeah Stuart. you could <laughs> dude <laughs> you you could have just interviewed him like without if we didn't have a camera you could have interviewed him on your own i like, could you, have I, you could have said the voice and then said the Stuart voice and right. gave the answer you know right i could have been like so Stuart. Um, how are you doing today? Dude, dude, I'm doing good. How are you? Dude, baby. <laughs> well, Stuart, how, what's it like being a state farm agent? Dude, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I get to help people and sell them policies and, you know, dude, it's good. How, how did this happen to me? Yeah, I could have done that, had that whole interview by myself, yes. but I actually got Stuart in here to sit across from me. Stuart's one of my closest friends. I've known him for a long, long time. And so I think what you'll be surprised by when you listen to Stuart's is you're used to hearing, like I joke around, mm-hmm. Stuart's voice, kind of goofball, Stuart, fun, yeah. happy. But there is a lot of depth to that guy, and mm-hmm. he's been through a lot. And his testimony is powerful. A lot of intensity to him. Intensity. And people, some people don't know that. So you're going to be surprised in a good way by that one yeah and then uh caleb Just Pruitt. Count, count how many times he says baby baby <laughs> <laughs> and then caleb pruitt is next and um caleb again one of these guys you meet him just seems like a homegrown farm bred kind of mm-hmm. country boy you know and uh nicest guy you'll ever meet but but when you hear his story you're really going to be surprised at how much that guy has experienced of that that's unique like right. he, it's really interesting i don't want to give it away but 
tune in to, to Caleb's uh, story as well. And then we've got some more coming up that um, we'll see kind of where we go from here. But it's We might have good. an actual famous person. We might have a famous person. Y'all tune in. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, I just had an idea. Anyway, we might have a famous person. But um, all that to say, it's been a pretty cool deal. And it's been cool at church too, hasn't it? Yes. It's been cool to see us uh, open up more. It's yeah, where do you think that's headed in the next six well, months? Well, we've seen a lot of people coming back to church. We've seen a lot of guests, a lot of new faces. So mm-hmm. it tells me something. And and just if you go to Grace, a couple of things, a couple of cool indicators that I probably don't talk about enough. Baptisms are up. Mm-hmm. Giving is up. Mm-hmm. Attendance is up. It's like all the key indicators are trending way up so far and I Um, I was talking about this with somebody the other day it's I don't feel like I'm working as hard as I have been it seems easy does it feel that way for you yeah I mean I I just think we've been part of that is our staff has has been around for a while yeah and so we've been able to kind of but there are other things about it too that for me like I don't care all those things are up and I don't care as much about them Right. As I used to. Yes. I'm not stressing about stuff. I don't care as much about big crowds as I used to. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a bold, a more bold preacher mm-hmm. because of COVID. Because COVID took away the crowds. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I got to a point where I just stopped, you know. I've never been a big numbers guy. But I now I'm just kind of like, if people come, they come. Yep. And it kind of reminds me of like if you were uh, back in the day, if you were dating someone and you had a bad experience and you the relationship broke up and you were like, I'm never dating anybody again. I don't care anymore. <laughs> and it seems like right when you decide yes. that, the when right person comes yeah, along. when you, you stop know? caring. That's always how it is. So to a degree, I mean, I definitely want to have impact in the city and beyond. And I feel that more than ever. But I am not as concerned about the the window dressing of numbers and all that stuff. I'm I'm just more concerned about let's be who we need to be. Mm-hmm. And along with that, when you said where where are we going, I think one of the changes that we'll probably make this year um, is uh, more of an emphasis on the family coming to church together, being a part of. Did we cut off? No. Oh, good. I'll keep going. How much time we got? Three and a half minutes. Three and a half minutes. Let me make this quick. Three and a half minutes. More of an emphasis on coming to church together. Um, I think right now, for a long time, we, we love our children's ministries and our youth ministries. But sometimes we're a little too divided where we've got kids and students who are of an age that they ought to be able to come to church and watch their parents worship and mm-hmm. he, you know see their parents take notes or 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 be struck by a point obviously we're talking about kids who are of an age that they can be mature enough to handle that but mm-hmm. so we're not doing away with children's ministries by any means but just an encouragement to everybody like these days, our kids are leaving the church when they leave home. Yeah. And maybe giving there's them nothing op- for them anymore. Yeah, maybe giving them an opportunity to be exposed to mom and dad's faith 
and to know who the pastor is and to see the uh, other adults in the church and, and maybe even to play a role in the worship service, to read the scripture, to pray, to sing some songs from the, with the worship team, mm-hmm. to be an usher or, or hand out a bulletin. Maybe that kind of involvement will help them transition better yeah. from being a, a young person to an adult and and will keep them tethered to the church. Yeah, because they're not just a church consumer. Yeah. They're they're part of the body. Yeah. Which is as it should be. Yep. More of that and more boldness, I think. I just feel more like I wanna I want I wanna be bold because the culture right now requires it. Yeah. So anyway, thank y'all for listening and joining yeah, us. Thanks. thanks for giving us the outlet. It's, it's been, been fun. pretty cool. And thank you, Jake, for doing all the behind the scenes stuff. I love it. All right. Awesome. See y'all next time. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe. And if you'd like to spread the word, please consider leaving a five star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Our video podcast is available on our Grace Community Church YouTube channel. This is My Story is produced and engineered by Jake Moore and is a ministry of Grace Community Church in Corsicana, Texas. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the speaker and do not necessarily express the views of Grace Community Church. Thanks for listening.